Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. So welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. But today, you're not usually used to hearing a third voice in the mix, but today you are. And this is a very special first guest that we are bringing onto the podcast. Um, Anna Parker Naples, I met back in 2020 when I was launching the Visible Club, and it was in a very different form than we are now. And I was learning at the time. And Anna was podcast queen. And I knew that at some point in the future, I would want to have a podcast. And it was on my vision board at the time, you know, with a little little sort of pinned bit that said, have you downloaded our podcast? So thank you, Anna, because it's actually a reality now. And I really took on board everything that you said all the way back then. But I followed your journey um, on social media, because you have been an open book on social media. And I know that some of our members or I know that many coaches, introverts and me in particular, don't always feel comfortable to be that much of an open book on social media. But what you have done is you've successfully or are successfully pivoting from what you did to add other things into your business. And because I know that many, many people in their 45 plus years and 50 in their third actors, they're wanting to actually have a more purposeful career, a a third act career. Sometimes I think they're bombarded with this idea of you have to have this type of business or that type of business, or it has to be six or seven figures. And they get really ashamed um, at, at what they're even trying to create for themselves but you have been successful in your industry and your pivoting and I think you can add some really valuable insights into what it's like growing that kind of business who it's best for and who it isn't best for and what you're doing now and why you're so passionate about it and that 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 transitional bit and how you've made it work. Um, so we're going to dive in and um, and ask Anna a couple of questions. And I know that, you know, Anka hasn't had the chance to meet Anna yet. So she'll be listening intently, just like you are. And we'll be coming up with some probably interesting questions too. So Anna, do you want to talk about the the moment where you realised that you needed to make that pivot? Because I think that's a pivotal moment, ironically, at the same time, isn't it? There were a few things. I don't think a decision to change comes out of the blue. And Mm. anyone who tells you it is probably have had some nudges that they're Mm. unhappy for a while. When I came into the online space seven, eight years ago, it was all about helping people understand they can be, do and have more. It was very much that transformative NLP based work. And actually, my first book was Get Visible. And I remember that that's something you and I spoke about, Angela. And because you had a voice training background Mm. didn't you and I was an actor originally um and I really wanted people to know that they could change anything about their lives and that was 
the reason I came into the online space and building a personal brand, if you like. And along the way, I was finding it challenging. I didn't know how to run a business online. I had no idea. I knew I had certain skills. I knew that I was willing to show up. I was willing to put the work in. But what I did have was immense amounts of audio knowledge. So at that point, I realized as podcasts were growing, particularly just before the pandemic, that there was a real opportunity for me to take this audio background that I had and package it up as the podcast queen, the podcast expert. And let's just say timing was fantastic because that's when podcasts, they, you know, I think it's, they grew by 500% in the lockdown period. And I was really at the fore leading that. So I wrote my second book, Podcast with Impact. And I had a membership and all the courses. And I had, I then um, had a podcast production agency, which we st- I still have now. So we produce and launch great podcasts in the personal development space, particularly for solo entrepreneurs. And that opened so many doors for me. I got to the six figure mark very quickly. I got to the seven figure mark very quickly. And, you know, I was in, invited to do things like go and mastermind with Sir Richard Branson in on his private island. All amazing things. However, deep inside, I was still thinking this isn't the reason I came in. What I've done is I've taken the easy route to cash, which was great. And I did it for all the right reasons. And it was it was a part of my story and my knowledge, of course, but there's more to me than that. And I do have a very ambitious, driven, pushing side. Like I'm a confident, confident woman in that respect. However, anyone who spends any time with me will also know there's quite a gentle, caring, nurturing side to me that I felt that I had I had missed out of how I was projecting my personal brand. It was very red, it was very vibrant. It was literally about how do you stand out from the crowd? And I became just really disillusioned with it. And I went through a period of immense pressure at home. So first of all, my mum got unwell. Um, One of my children became unwell. One dropped out of school. And then we got back into some safe areas. And I had legal challenge after legal challenge. And then I had a, a, a harassment issue. And it was just like, what is this? I got myself in that space of, I know I'm going to change direction, but I'm not quite sure yet. So I'll stop talking about podcasting so much. And I'll talk about the coaching element and see what happens. Well, what happened was I discovered breathwork. And I discovered it about a month before I had the mother of all panic attacks that presented itself like a heart attack. I literally, without walking the dog one day, and I had such horrendous pain in my chest. And it was when the ambulance men were on strike. So my dad had to come and take me and get me to hospital. And um, it's, but it actually took months for them to say, mm, you know, this isn't a card. This hasn't been a cardiac issue. You've not done any long-term damage, but your stress levels are so high. You have to stop everything that is stressing you out. Now that's really challenging when you have a personal brand, when your business is providing for many people who are working in the business, when you have a reputation for a certain thing. Um, But ultimately, what's important? What is important? What's important is me being there to help with the children and the pressures at home 
grew. I never go too much into it, but we had immense pressure at home. We've got three teenagers and life for teenagers these days is not a walk in the park. And I knew I had to change. And this breathwork course that I decided to sign up for on a bit of a whim one night actually became the thing that saved me because I'd realized that the piece that was missing for me was meaning. My work was no longer meaningful. The thing I represented, I had outgrown. It was me, but it was a different version of me who no longer wanted to sit in that hustle mentality and that pushing, proving, recognition mentality. What is actually a part of me that's more and more come to the fore as I've gone on into my 40s is the fact that I I need to listen to my intuition really strongly. Things that happened, legal situations that arose, they happened with people that my body had been warning me, don't go there. And I think we all have that. And what I realized was that breath work is almost this key to having more self-knowledge and trusting yourself. And I was getting really tired of, in the business space, in the success space, of all these flashy, this is how much I make a month. But no one's really telling you what the personal sacrifice is of that. And I, having networked and masterminded with some of the most brilliant people in personal development right now, huge names, and seeing behind the scenes with them in masterminds, I would realize many of them are ill. Many of them are actually unhappy and dissatisfied with their work. And there's this disconnection between what they're putting out there and how they're feeling. Or maybe that's not a consistent um, uh, dissonance, but there was there was some element of that. And I, I really just did some thinking, when I'm better, what do I really want to put out into the world? What am I really here for? And what came back to me was my mission was always about helping people think and feel better. And that came as a, from a period about 13 years ago where I was told I'd never walk again and I didn't think I'd ever recover. And I did because I changed how I thought and felt. So I basically went back to basics with all my own advice, but added in breath work. And as I was doing lots of the deep transformation, transformative type breath works and training as a teacher in it, I was also then fascinated by some of the more practical and functioning breathing stuff. Because right that, at that time, my cortisol levels were horrendous. My adre adrenals were horrendous. The levels were just off the scale. And I'm realizing I'm, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. I want to be here in my 70s and 80s. Nothing is more important than me getting this stress under control. And it can't be just a stopgap until I hop back into how I was running my life and business before. This has to be a long-term change. And so when I started the training with breathwork, it was for fun and for myself and for that inner connection. And the more I did it, I realized that there was a gap in the market. Because again, I'm an entrepreneur and I can see these things and I have certain skill sets. And I realized if I'm going to grow anything, if I'm really going to put myself into something, it has to be meaningful. I have to be fully engaged with it. And I have to now build a business that I recognize that I'm going to leave in a few years. So one of the things I've really come to understand is that I have a three to five to seven year interest period. And then I've grown 
and develop myself so much that I'm ready for pastures new. And I used to see that as a bit of a failure. And now I think, no, 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 that's a gift because my life is going to keep changing. And that's exciting. So now, instead of just building a personal brand-led business, which is what my podcast production business was really all about, I'm very conscious that as I build my own um, in breathwork academy, it's called Influential Breathwork, that I'm building it as a business that will function without me in the short term. And then long term, either I'll stay in it or I can sell it or I can get a managing director because I know I don't want to be hustling anymore. And I feel better. I feel happier. I'm getting better sleep. And the people who have come onto the first cohort to train with me, every session we have, they're like, this is nuts that we don't know this stuff. How do we not know about the most crucial thing we do 20,000 times a day? And, and that feels really good. I feel really good about the work I'm doing now. So yeah, it's a kind of a big story, but that's, that's the transition. Anka, do you want to... Uh, you've heard that for the first time. I, I, I've seen part of it, but I want you to kind of hear what I'd love to know what you're hearing in that. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much in there. I just love every little piece of it. But the piece I would love you to unpack is the transition, you know, from one audience to the other, because there's a lot of the time, like, you know, as Angela was saying, like we work with a lot of people pivoting and I've pivoted a million times so I know what this is like but there is the sense that people kind of worry about letting go of the old thing like I'm known for this like how can I now yeah. like okay how do I let go of when how do I let go of this how do you go and start from scratch you know which so of the skills were transferable like what could you take along you know, how did you fill your first cohort in the new space where nobody knew you? You know, that transition yeah. period, I think that's a lot of where a lot of people so, start. I think one of the first things I did when I was feeling well, I didn't do it when I was not well, that's important, was share. I'm going through a process of deep change because things have happened in my life over the last couple of years that I can't live like this anymore. If I try and live like this, I'm going to kill myself, you know, literally from stress. And I was really open. I was really open about some of the behaviors that I was seeing as challenging in the online space that I guess I had gone along with or been part of or people and behaviors that I were perhaps to the outside world. People considered that we were friends and, and realizing that I'm no longer so hungry to reach the figures as I used to be because that doesn't matter. Because if you've got those figures, but you're deeply unhappy, who gives a stuff? If you've got those fit that income, but it's costing you however many tens of thousands of pounds a month to pay your team and you cannot take a break and your launches have to work because you've got to pay everybody else. That for me is not ease. That's not flow. That doesn't feel aligned with where I'm at right now. So I guess when I started to realize I was feeling un unhappy with the business, I took about six months of really being on the edge of, shall I start a new Instagram account? Shall I not? Shall I start a new Instagram account? Shall I not? And what I did in the end is I decided to change my 
the the business one had really been from on Instagram had really been led off um, my personal brand. So I changed that my my name Anna Parker Naples, which was my Instagram handle, to Influential Audio, and that became for a few months just audio, just audio, just audio, just audio, and then. So I hadn't really shared anything personal on that particular um, uh, social media platform. And then I decided, right, I know I'm going in a different direction. I've got so many skills. I'm a coach anyway. I don't have to know. I've got all of these things. I know what my my core value is to help people. The rest I'm just going to figure out. So I literally started from scratch with my Instagram. So I went from having probably about eight, eight 9,000 followers to nothing. And we're still building that up. I've got about 700 people, maybe a bit less at the moment, but they're the right people. And I, as I was growing into really discovering that breathwork was going to be the way I integrated my coaching work with the world and create something, I didn't know what the answers were going to be, but I decided I'd just share the journey and I'd be honest about, you know, there were days where I couldn't get out of bed. There were days that um, I felt so hurt and wounded and betrayed. There were days that, um, you know, dealing with the business was incredibly hard. I decided to share that and share my coping mechanisms. And um, what was interesting about that, I mean, it's frightening to do that, even and I think especially for someone who had been so visible in a particular guise to say look that wasn't working I fell apart not just because of it in fact a fraction of it was business the rest was with other stuff but the amount of people who had been watching me for a long time who suddenly spoke up and said I get you I hear you I'm with you and who started to notice that there was something there's a different quality about what I was sharing I had a, a total, it wasn't even a rebrand. I had a photo shoot that was very different in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a bit of a, I guess that was my stand of, I've, I'm, I've cha- I'm changing, I'm going in a different direction, even if I don't fully know what it is yet. And I literally said to the photographer, it's all, you know, it's all going to be in a similar theme, but I don't want any colour. I don't want anything that I wouldn't actually wear at home. This is a photo shoot. Yeah, they might be new new clothes that I've bought, but if I wouldn't actually wear it whilst I was on call with a client with my dogs running around my feet, it's not going to be part of what I represent. Um, and that was interesting as well because that was like giving a a visual a visual clue that something's shifted. And I've been very fortunate in that we I do still run the um, influential audio, but it's mostly taken care of by my team. And we had such strong SEO and I'd done such a good job on building connections and being known that even though I've not talked about that really anywhere for about eight, 18 months now, we still get clients through. Um, and oh yeah, I hope that helps. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, Anki, you just come back on that and then I've got a question. Mm. No, I, I mean, I love, I love how it. You really show that it's not about either or. You know, you're still running the business. Like, so it's not like you don't. Because a lot, a lot of times, people have this like, oh my god, I can't do any of the old stuff anymore, right? So there isn't that cut where it's like, okay, now you must do this new thing, and you cannot. I think showing people that there's so much that's transferable that 
that a lot of the first people for the new thing come actually from the community, from the old thing. So the transition is probably smoother than it feels for a lot of people when they know they no longer want to do the old thing. I think that people complicate this. Now, sometimes the old thing is going to fund you doing the new thing. I'll be open about that. The fact that I already have a business that has a decent revenue um, means that it gives me stability to take a little bit more time to not have the hustle mentality, which is really important to me not right now. I also really, despite everything I've said about that podcasting business and how I personally felt in it, I still know we do exceptional work. And we give everything to the clients that work with us. So I'm very proud of the results we get. And if I drill deeper into why is that important to me, it's because more people are going to hear positive messages. So there's this core, this core meaning behind all of my work, I suppose. Um, but I feel like it's part of me that I growing I'm growing away from and whether I end up selling it or close I don't know I don't have to know all of those things right now what I do know is that I have found something that match meets with all my other skills as a life coach NLP practitioner hypnotherapist all the things that make me me and make me tick I found something that I can utilize all of that in by creating my own breathwork coaching modality. So what I'm doing is fusing all of my past experience in the personal development space with this new new to me tool. I'm not pretending that I've I'm the only one who knows this stuff. I'm really open like I'm on this massive learning journey, but I've been doing it now in depth for quite a long time and it's a, a kind of new interest as well in terms of popularity and cultural awareness and I'm taking people on the journey with me that's it see that I love it. that I love that because it it reminds me so much of my own current journey but there's a couple of things there's a couple of things that just jumped out at me is number one the importance of essentially it's a bit I always kind of say we're a bit like a stick of rock you cannot go against your own nature, not your own really core, core of yourself, your core kind of meaning and message long term um, without suffering for it. Um, yeah, and I think what's interesting is that I've always watched people in the online space and, it, and the people that seem to have it all. And there's always been that part where I've gone at what cost and actually how do you actually you know reach your own potential express yourself fully in the work and in the world in a way that is meaningful to you your life your age your station and that is going to be very different for, for everybody and I think there is I think suppose my whole meaning when you say yours was about you know that helping people it made me really reflect then and I thought well what has always been mine and it's always been well discovering your voice <laughs> you know in right. one form or another it's about discovering your voice so it made me think but what I also loved about what you were intimating then is we need to let go of the rules about how business is done now you know that you can't do this if you're going to do that or what I find interesting and I think maybe has been more helpful 
helpful for you is that you did already have that business and the skills up and running in there yeah. to be able to take the time off. But do you could you say anything to the people that are in the situation where they might be pivoting, but then they haven't got that fallback yet? How do they okay, find so this way forward? So at the time I knew I was going to make a transition, we just had, and I can't talk about it too much <laughs> for various reasons. But I had just lost a lot of money. And um, it was almost like being back at square one, except with a client. You know, I had a client base. I've got an email list. And so, and that's what was, that's what's been really humbling for me mm. is that, you know, I've been running with the popular crew, if you like, that <laughs> all the superstars and I've done all the amazing things. I've won all the awards. I've written all the books. I've got the top podcast. But ultimately, anyone can crash at any time. And that mm. is that is the truth of business. It doesn't matter how cocky or arrogant people become because they're riding the crest of the wave. It doesn't take much for anyone's business to be knocked. Okay? And that's, that is the truth of business. And actually, listening when I was out with Richard Branson, that's one of the things he talks about as well. And um, it is a journey. There's, there is, you've got to choose to keep going. Um, and the other thing I would say is, like, find the role models who are doing two or three things. And in the online space, it's less done, okay? But we're a very small microcosm of the business space. For women, it's less done. But you go to any networking made with with you know men particularly anyone who's on a board of something and they probably have shares in something they're a partner or an advisor in something else and it's almost like I don't know if it's entirely a male female thing it's just this has just been my experience it's almost like they have had the modeling that it's okay to have fingers in lots of pies but we haven't and that made me curious what would it be like if I did have multiple businesses I don't think I want more than two right now yet. But I, as I said to you, I've learned that my nature, if I look back over my um, adult life, I've always worked for myself. I always had my own businesses, but I've had lots of different things that I've done. Like it's been, it's been eclectic, but I've always gone with what I'm interested in. Right. So I can't remember your question, but no, I I just, just let me, I wanted to just mm. acknowledge that and how important that is because so many people, you know, myself included, I remember being at a networking meeting with a website guy who looked at me and said, so what's the one thing that you do? And I, and quite naturally, I, I, I answered him back and I went, I've never just done one thing in the whole of my life. <laughs> I just, I've never done one thing. And I think you've just given a big uh, tick to p permission to actually have multiple creative ventures. Um, and I think it's it's hugely important. Like there's that old adage, isn't it? If you've got all your eggs in one basket, then if somebody takes the basket away or all the eggs, what are we left with? And I think, you know, women are so multi-passionate and multifaceted. There might be a difference around taking some time to build a project up as it were but there's no reason why people can't do multiple things I think the most important thing is they get overwhelmed Anna because they're trying to do all of them all yeah. at the same time and I think that's the bit that is probably 
the thing to speak into um, at the same time, like, you know. So there's loads of things I want to say on <laughs> that. So there are no rules. There's also no getting it wrong and there is no failure. When I was deeply unwell, um, I felt like a massive failure. Because there was a part of me when I was not in my right thinking mind that thought I felt ashamed that I'd made myself so stressed. I felt ashamed that I would got myself into situations I thought I was insured for that I wasn't. Um, that's literally down to reading a line in a contract incorrectly, you know, that kind of thing. I felt ashamed that I had got this level of stress when I'm a coach and I should know better. Um I felt really emotional that um, at that point that I have I have these friends and connections that are at that point, you know, making multi millions and I feel like I'm on the floor. And but but the, the thing is. When you have skill sets, they don't go and so many of them are transferable. And when you're building a business off you. A lot of the time someone's working with you, it's because of you. Okay. And showing more of you and your energy and what you believe, not everything. I don't share everything that goes on in my life, but I do give a, like, this is my direction and this is why. This is what I want to leave behind and this is why. This is how I felt emotionally because everything you have felt, there's every chance about all those things about being stuck and unhappy. There's every chance your ideal client is feeling those things too. And they're going to remember that post potentially for years before they reach out to work with you. That's so true. Yeah. Just, just one is, it just reminded me of something that there's a guy I follow called Tad Hargraves, marketing for hippies. He's really, really good. And he actually, and I think this whole idea of changing the entrepreneurial ventures that you do, I've changed it. Anchor's changed it. You know, I think it's, it's part and parcel of that evolution. And he has a saying that um, your mess actually gives your whole message direction and your gifts are what shape your offers and what you're doing and your nature is your natural vibe and that's what when you're combining those three together as you're as you're saying it's like that new version of you seems to be coming out and and ripping through the the clothes of the of the kind of suit that you'd worn for a for a period of time and 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 the real you was coming out and it had to come out in a different you know it had to kind of a new branch of you had to come out a different form of you had to come out because actually your authentic natural vibe and what you were learning about the online space and about how to survive or thrive as a business person had to come out in a different form otherwise I think the authenticity just couldn't have carried carried on for you well interestingly for a long time I've been saying to myself I just want it all to stop I just need it all to stop like there's always this constant pressure to build a business to grow a business and all the things to get to the next whatever but then you get there and it doesn't mean anything because you're already on to the next thing and I just I can't I can't do this I can't do this forever you know, and and I think it's deciding that things are changing. 
and and not beating yourself up for that it's not failure it is personal growth and potentially business growth I mean I look back at how unwell I was at that point you know in the weeks after I thought I'd had a heart attack and I am incredibly grateful now that that forced me I feel like either my body or the universe or whatever made me stop and it made me think what do I really need and interestingly my husband and I had a long chat about would it be right for me to stop the business entirely and do nothing because I was at that stage where we're having to really look at that what what would that mean for us what would it mean financially is that what I want and deep down I was like no because I I need to be doing something that matters and so gradually as I was training in this breathwork course that I just signed up on a bit of a whim one night again I feel like I was led with that because I found a modality that was exactly what I needed at the time I needed it and I see how few people have this knowledge so one of the issues in running a business particularly in the online space is the amount of times we are convinced to ignore our own judgment. Okay. And that's out of watching other people have quite sycophantic behaviors about whoever the latest pop star is in the online space. I'm sure you all know the kind of thing I mean, or believing that there's this new, this new strategy that you have to do right now and it should cost you 10 grand or whatever, whatever the latest thing is. But actually, one of the most remarkable things for me has been giving myself that space to step back and to go in. And we always know the answer. We always know what the next best thing is for us. We always know it. We always know the people we should stay away from. We always know when an idea lights us up. We always know when we're doing an idea because we feel like it's logical or it's rational or to the outside world that'll make sense if it doesn't make sense in you in you I was gonna say heart but it's not your heart for me it's my gut if it doesn't make sense in my gut if it doesn't light me up make me happy I'm not gonna do it and it won't work more more to the point it just won't work or if it looks to the outside world like it's working but you feel so disconnected and don't really care that's not working yeah it might for the three four years bring you in a heap of cash but that's not success in my world anymore. Now, I can't tell you what the impact of me having already established myself as an expert in the coaching motivational space, right? Albeit in one field. I have connections. People know me. You know, I'm an author, which always opens books. I've got a great podcast. That always opens doors. But, I do feel, I had felt that I was starting from scratch, but what was so interesting was that the people who signed up with my first cohort, which I didn't launch in any big, heavy way, I just shared about it consistently with a deadline, were people that had followed me for a long, long time, but would never have worked with me before. Ever, ever, ever. And... What's interesting is that they're all really good people. And you don't always get that in coaching. Co you, you don't. 
and I think I don't think I know that the energy that I'm putting out that I'm not here for any bullshit anymore like that's not my vibe I don't need to be at all the events where everybody is I don't need to do that anymore I've done it um and the right people come back to you when you really share who you're who you are and there are no. people watching you right now that if you went boldly in another direction and shared the journey not saying I'm already the polished expert of this thing but my heart is telling me I've got to go in this way this and take people on that journey literally that's all I've done that is all I've done I started talking about breath work and what it was doing for me about three months before I publicly said actually this is the direction I'm going to go in I kind of I did know at that point that I was going to do that but I wasn't ready to disclose it to the world, but people comment to me. They remember the first time I mentioned it. They remembered what I shared. They remembered, and they remembered because I shared that we had been impacted hugely by mental health um, and that I carried that for a long time for everyone else. And the amount of people who were like, oh my God, no one ever talks about this online um, because it's not easy to talk about when you're in it. But we've all been through it. And if we haven't ourselves, our partner or our children or a close friend has. And I think sometimes the things that are really difficult for us happen because we need a wake-up call. This was my wake-up call. Thanks, Anna. Anka, do you want to just give your thoughts on that and then we'll um, we'll do our close-up? Yeah, I just couldn't love it more. And I love how you shared the journey because I think a lot of the time people are actually on the right path, but they just distract themselves by beating themselves up because it isn't smooth enough, it isn't fast enough, right? And you've really shown that, yeah, you've got your ups and downs and you find your way and it isn't always straightforward. And, you know, so there's that and there's a lot more transferable than than people usually think yeah. there is. You know, it's a lot less black or white than than it actually is. And I think it's so encouraging and it isn't isn't sort of painting. Like it's not like looking at it through paint colored glasses, right? No. So it is, you know, I always say it's like, a, you know, building a business is always a crash course, course in personal growth. Right? So that's, you know, and, that, and that's good news too, so. So I want to just close today's podcast, everybody that's listening with um, something that just, I think the biggest thing that's impacted me from your whole story is not the avoidance of the online space, no matter what can or can't go on there, but the importance of openly and wholeheartedly sharing your journey not waiting until you are the perfect polished version of it. What should I write? What should I say? But start now with that courageous, open-hearted sharing um, about where you are and the journey that you're on, because it there seems to be an awful lot of people waiting in the wings for the next version of the you that you're holding back on sharing right now. Yeah. So until next time, everybody, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches Podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. 
If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.